Logical Progression, Year 1, Lesson 14. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak lalbina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'alta wa sahla. Wa anta tajrib al-hazna idha shi'a sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya rabbil kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So, okay then, so where, uh, where did we get to exactly? Anyone knows where we got to, yani, spot on, yani? Anyone know? Uh, about uncertainty. That's what we did, yeah? So on page then the, on the on the page eleven of the notes, if one has doubts about the filthiness or purity of water or something else, he acts according to certainty. And I think we had a discussion about certainty and things like that. Right, okay, good. And so I think what we're doing now then is if purifying and filthy water are indiscernible, yeah, and you can't make out which one's which, then it is unlawful to use it. And one does not attempt even to discern. <coughs> Pouring it out or mixing it is not a condition for making tayammum. It's actually a really good translation because it kind of self-explains what the issue is about. So what is, what is the issue? If we, for those, who have the, for those who are using the Sharh, page 61, um, in the Sharh of Sheikh Uthaymeen, he says... Uh, uh, right uh, under the text of Zad, when ishtabah tahurun bi najasin haruma isti'amaluhuma. Yeah. So, um, if there is this ishtabah, meaning that there is this kind of is difficult between, yeah, it's too difficult to work out what's, which one's which. So it's a, it's a classic scenario. You've got basically two bowls of water, and it's very important that you understand because the next example on the next page. Is going to be two bowls of pure water and purifying water. Here it's purifying water and nejis water. Regardless of that fact, you can't work out which one's which. Okay? So, you are not allowed to use either. Now, why do they say that? Why do they say that? Because it is, and this is where you start to write the keynotes, it's an obligation to avoid nejis. Like, um, if there was feces on the floor... Yeah, and someone said pick it up. It would be haram just to pick it up in your hand because it's najis. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's 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 ishtinabu najis to keep you away from yourself away from najasa is an obligation. So to even entertain that fact when you have these uh, this water that is supposedly one of these uh, these two waters is najis, then it just makes common sense that you have to avoid it. Okay, and uh, that's that point. And also um, that that's common sense. And Sheikh Uthaymin says. Uh, also, from a um, a athari point of view, meaning if you're going to try and use like a Quran Sunnah kind of flex, then from the Sunnah, um, if we can turn the thing off here, I can I can hear the. Uh, is that the uh, heating? What was that sound I just heard? Ah, okay. So, so common sense is common sense, but they go. This is really interesting. From a from a, a Quranic principles, hadith, ayah, point of view, something a bit different. You know when uh, you go hunting, okay? 
Now, obviously, we're not a hunter kind of society, so we don't really even know what, what you know what's happening. But if you're out there in the wild, okay, we're using guns to hunt game. Yeah, back in the day, it's about using your hunting dog, and it's about using your bow and arrow. Okay, and the Prophet Sallallahu has very uh, in Quran and in Hadith. This hunting is regulated to a large degree. Now we know, for example, that the, the Prophet ﷺ, as narrated by Bukhari in the chapter of uh, sacrificial animals and uh, game, he said to a man who had uh, released his arrow um, at some game, soyden, and we don't know what it was, okay, an animal, and it fell into water. So he smacked it and it's fallen into water, okay? Uh, obviously, there's distance, isn't it? When he gets there, the animal's dead. What's the issue here, folks? That is an issue. What do you mean it's already dead? The animal must be injured and then must be killed in So, so, and I don't want to go into too much detail now, but you would say Bismillah because this is like as if you were slaughtering the animal. So if you imagine that if you had the animal here, you would put it down and you would, uh, you would uh, make dhabah and say bismillah, right? Okay. Now, instead of that, when you're hunting, it's bismillah with the gun, or it's bismillah with the arrow, or it's bismillah when you let your, your dog go. Your dog's un, uh, on the chain and it's you know, trying to go, trying to go, and you go bismillah and you let it go, and then it goes at the animal. So that's, that's a given. So you've done that. What's the issue? What's the problem here? What's the problem trying to make a point of? Correct. The problem here is that what the what the shooting, the function of the shooting or the arrow is to injure the animal enough, either to kill it and then that's halal, or for it to be injured and then you go over and then you do the bahavit. Is that clear? That is what happens when you're hunting. The problem here though is that if you injure it in certain way, or it, uh, you know, in a, it, or even knocks it off balance or whatever, and it falls, and it drowns before it actually has been killed by your arrow, then this will then be considered by the majority to be meta, to be carrion, to be dead meat, impermissible. Does that make sense? Yep. So, um, what the Prophet ﷺ said, in wajatahu gharikan, if you find it in the water, okay, immersed in water, i.e. drowned, okay, then do not eat it because you don't know. For in you don't know. Did the water kill it or did your arrow kill it? That's hadith narrated by Bukhari. The other hadith and and also the other hadith. If you find when you've let your dog go. And then you hear all the you know barking and the madness of the killer of the kill, and then you get there and you find the animal done, but your dog's there and another dog's there, and they both got blood on their thingy and they're both kind of you know at it. Don't eat it, the Prophet said, because for eight for because you don't know which one of the two dogs killed it. If the other dog killed it, you didn't send it, it's not like your hand, it's not like your knife. Does that make sense, everybody? So there's doubt. Because there was doubt, you don't eat it. These are the, the evidences from the, uh, uh, from the hadith, if you like. So if we make qiyas, if we make analogy to this two water that we have, pure and pure, uh, purifying water and najis water, then, you know, it's clear then why the, the, the humbly madhab, they 
uh, uh, they made this call. Now, I also want you to think about something else, just from an aql point of view. You might say, I mean, imagine you've got the two waters. You might say, right, well, don't, why don't you make wudu from one and then make wudu from the other, and then it's job done. Okay? So let's look at that logically. So if we start with... Uh, the, I mean, we don't know, don't we? But let's just, we start with the first one, and let's assume it's pure. Then you can uh, purify it. You can, it's common sense, right? That if you're making uh, wudu with the second one, with najis water, then you're going into the prayer full of najis, yes? Agreed? So you don't even need to even think about what a problem that is. Is there a problem with it the other way? You don't know. No, no, no. Okay, so you don't know. But let's just say that you did know. Well, no, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> right, okay. Let's just say for the sake of argument, right? I mean, you don't know, but I just want to know theoretically. Hypothetically speaking, is there a problem with it the other way? But but you, but but you didn't know, so you're not held accountable for any sin or any issues or any problems. I think if you made wudu with thoughts as najis the first time, then your hands have najis on this. Okay. And you go and touch the other water. Yep. So I like your way of thinking, what you're saying, okay, so you've done with it just water, and now your hands are full of najasa, and then you touch the other water. Okay, let's say that the other water, it comes onto you, as opposed to you touching it, just to negate your argument. Or let's say that you're making, uh, the, the, the container has got three or four kulla of water, so it doesn't really matter, it's a lot of water, and you still put your hands in. Which you're, you're happy with, yeah? That if your hands were dirty and it was a large amount of water, there'd be no issue, right? You're happy with that point, yeah? Because it's such a big comparison, your little bit, to that big part. You're happy with that, yeah? Okay, yeah? Would they bring in the argument that before we said, if there's najis on your hands, we have to wash it seven times? Excellent, well done. So, just because... Anyone bring any chocolates? Nasser gets three chocolates today, mashallah. Good, good answer. What they said, right, is that... This, and this is all getting all theoretical. What we know is that when you get najasa on your hands... Right. Let me just uh, uh, go back a bit. When you use wudu, or water for wudu, how many times are you going to wash? When you use water for wudu, how many times are you going to wash? Three times. You're never going to go over three times, are you? You might do it once, you might do it twice. Tops, you're going to do it three times. Seven if you've got OCD or something, yeah? Right? <laughs> That's not fun. That's not funny. Right. So, three times is what you're going to do. Now, according to the madhab, they said if you have najasa on anything... You have to wash it in two opinions. One time is, one position is three times, other position is. So if you did three washings with your wudu, you come out of that washing with no wudu. All of your three washings for each limb, all it did was to clean the najasa. It got, yani, it was zawal al khabath, it got rid of the najasa, according to the madhab, but there was no raf al hadath. There was no lifting of the state of impurity, the spiritual state of impurity. Does that make sense? It's a little bit of kind of yani, mental gymnastics. Does that make sense what I'm just trying to say there? Yeah? So if a person, he didn't... It's just a theoretical point. I hope that that, that may point. Anyway, it's, it's theoretical anyway. So, khalas. Anyway, يتحري, يعني, uh, 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 He uh, does not try and have a go at it, you know, trying to work out which one's which. He's not meant to try and work it out, okay? Because he doesn't know it, whether uh, this is uh, the right one or the wrong one. That's, that's, that, that's the... Um, so he doesn't... A, لَيَنْظُرْ أَيُّهُمَ الطَّهُورْ مِنَ النَّجِسِ 
So he does not know according to what he's going to try to do because they look exactly the same, which one's najis. Now I want to say that according to Imam Ahmed, that is allowed to uh, happen. You are allowed to make a judgment call, but only, and this is interesting, if the, there are three containers and two of them are pure and one is najis. Then Imam Ahmed said, it's allowed for you to make a judgment call. Why is he allowing a judgment call then? Okay, he's allowing you to make a judgment call in that circumstance because there's a good chance that you get it right. Does that make sense? But when it's a 50-50, it's not being allowed. Not because we're not sure whether it's slightly clean and very clean, because one is definitely najis. That's the key point to remember. And according to Shafi'i, وَقَالَ شَافِعِيُّ وَرَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ According to Imam Shafi'i, you do make a judgment call on it. That's what he said. You do make a judgment call. There is, yes, there is these two water. One is najis, one is pure, but he still makes that judgment call according to it. And that is the position of Shaykh Uthameen as well. He, get, he says, And then at the top of page uh, 62, he confirms that this is actually a second narration in the madhab itself anyway. Okay? And why does, what's the evidence for this uh, position? He says because of the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an, in the issue of doubt in the prayer. The Prophet sallallahu said, If you doubt about how many rak'ah you've prayed in your, in your salah, okay, then have a think about it, like stop. Tahawri means like throw it around your head, yani, have a think, go back to some anchor points, think about some moments, do this yani, reflection, 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 and then come to a decision, make a judgment call, and then base your rest of your remaining your, your remaining prayer on that. Okay, build upon that. Is that clear? So that's what we do in prayer. So uh, what, what, what Sheikh Uthameen and Sheikh uh, Imam Shafi'i and the second position in the Madhab, what they're all saying is that the same thing applies here. We have doubt and we, well, what do we do? And he also, he also says, um, uh, um, I mean, there's a long discussion there, but I mean, the, 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 the summary of it is this, is that you are in a situation here where you really are innocent. You're not like, it wasn't your fault. You are not obligated to go further and to go and find more water and so on and so forth. If it's that's difficult, whatever, you have the situation. It is permissible for you to make that, not obligatory, it is permissible for you to make a judgment call, you will not be held accountable, you will not have to repeat your prayer, that's the point. Yes, if you've got time, you've got the ability to find more water, that's no problem. Is that clear everybody? Yeah? Let's move on to the next point. يعني, um, it is not necessary, pouring it out or mixing it is not a condition for making tayammum. What's going on here? This is really interesting, okay? That you have this now, just water and this pure purifying water. And what the Sheikh is saying is that um, we have to just leave it. That's it. There's no now second way. Just leave it. That's what the Hanbalis are saying. So he goes that if a person needs to pray, what does he do? The Madhab says you make tayammum. The Madhab says if you have najis water and purifying water, you make tayammum. Because, because they both look exactly the same, and that therefore means that the ayah comes into play. Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 6. And if you don't find water, then make tayammum. 
So they're saying, we haven't found water. Now there are some scholars that said, well, hold on, that's not technically true. The water's in front of you right there. So what we've got to do is a little kind of, a little black. What you do is mix it together, so then the water all, all becomes najis, and now for it's not water anymore. So now I can now make tiyammum. Or they said, just pour the water out, the water's now gone, you've got two empty containers, now you can make tiyammum. Okay? So this is what the madhab, this is what some, of, some scholars said. So the madhab responded and said, no, no, there's no need to do that. Okay? You don't need to do that. You know you've got pure water, you've got najis water, and you just carry on as it is. Is that clear, everybody? Yeah? What, uh, 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 sorry, you just, ca- you've, got, you've got your legitimate reason, you have doubt, you carry on with tiyammum. Okay? In our opinion, and according to Sheikh Uthameen, he says that it's permissible for you to make a, a judgment call but, and, and choose one. It, according to Sheikh Uthameen, it is not permissible to move to the next stage, i.e. tiyammum, whilst, the, whilst, the, whilst you have the, the ability to make a judgment call on the water. That's Sheikh Uthameen's position. Okay, folks? Right. Um, and then, what does then Sheikh uh, Uthameen say? Right. Uh, page turned, yeah, next page, uh, notes, page 12. So page 12, if purifying, وَإِنْ اشْتَبَهَ بِالطَّاهِرٍ تَوَضَّعَ مِنْهُمَا وُضُوءًا وَاحِدًا مِنْ هَذِهِ غَرْفَةً وَمِنْ هَذَا غَرْفَةً It says غرفة, both are acceptable, but غرفة is more, more better, okay, غرفة. And غرفة is also uh, يعني possible, but غرفةً وَمِنْ هَذَا غَرْفَةً Translation, if purifying water now, this is a second scenario now, if purifying water is indiscernible from pure water, remember we're sticking within the madhab who believes that there's these three types of water, not just pure, purifying. If you can't work out purifying from pure, then one makes a single ablution from them both. How does he do that? A handful from one and a handful from the other. And then he just prays a single prayer as per normal. So what, what do we have here? We have a situation where we have these two buckets or whatever, and he will take it out, wash his hands, take it out, wash his hands. Put his water in his mouth there, put water in his mouth there. Take thingy and wash with his face there, wash with his face there. Like this, like that. Is that clear everybody? Okay. Now, that's according to the Hanbali Madhab. Now, what did uh, Sheikh Uthameen uh, what did he say? He said that, um, and that obviously that's very different to the previous scenario. The reason that they allow you to, you know, uh, 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 use both of them, okay, the madhab, you can, who, you can, I'm just, just to put it out there, you can guess what Sheikh Tamim's opinion is going to be. Yes? What is Sheikh Tamim's opinion going to be? Just choose one. Okay? I mean, if he's allowing you to choose one when there's one najis and one purifying, do you think he's really bothered about two buckets of water, which for him are both okay for wudu anyway? Yeah, I mean, it's a given. But according to the, the humbly madhab, they're going to say no. Uh, what we can do here now is that there's no choosing. We're still not sure because you can't make wudu with the pure water, only the purifying one. And so therefore, you're going to make it bit by bit from each one. The sheikh says, what about if someone says, well, why don't you just make wudu from one of them completely and then make wudu from the other one completely? And Sheikh Uthameen, he says, that's not permissible. Why do you think he says it's not permissible? Why does he say that's not permissible? What do you think his argument is? Anyone? Because the last, the last bucket is used. That's the one that counts according 
Okay, fine. But what's the but why why would it not be permissible if we're doing bit by bit like like the Hanbalis are doing? Why wouldn't they say just make it from one and then make it from the other? Anyone? The answer is because according to Sheikh Uthameen, and a number of scholars in fairness, is because you know the niyyah for an action is an obligation. Yes? And the niyyah for wudu is also an obligation. Now you cannot intend something which has doubt in it. They cannot, you cannot intend an act of worship, of purification, whilst not believing that you've been fully purified. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is that you take this purifying water, this pure water, and you're not sure of it, and you make the complete wudu from it completely, right? Completely from that. And you in your heart, you say, I want purification, but I'm not sure really this is the right one. So I'm going to do it again with another one. So what Shaykh Qutaymin is saying is that this taraddud, this doubt, this is not permissible in, 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 in niyyah. And that's correct, of course. It's not permissible to think you are being purified and not being purified at the same time. It's like, let me make it easier for you. When you stand up for dhuhr, if you start to say halfway through, I'm praying asr. No, 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 I'm praying dhuhr. No, no, I'm praying asr. No, no, I'm praying dhuhr. You've got nothing. Your prayer is invalid. Okay? Because the condition of the niyyah is that it must remain solid from the beginning to the end of the act. This is according to Sheikh Uthameen. Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shanqiti responded to this, and it's the correct position. He said that no, this kind of doubt does not affect the quality of the niyyah, because uh, this is not like salah, this is the issue of water. And according to Sheikh, Uthameen, uh, Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shanqiti, it is allowed for a person in the, using the humbly position to make wudu from one completely and one completely. He, and he said that you just intend pure, complete purification from this, and then you intend complete purification from that. Just like you were doing wudu twice almost. And I'm happy with that, to be honest. And that's my, that's my own taught position. Okay? Now, what is Sheikh Uthameen's conclusion on this issue? He says, he says, um, and he just also mentions that by Al-Mardawi, who's of course the major, major, major faqih of the Hanbali Madhab in the book Al-Insaf, he says that some scholars said that you make wudu from one, Believing in it and then pray, and then you make wudu from the other one, and then you believing in it and then pray again. And you can see that that's obviously a mission, right? Two prayers, the animus skin out of these two waters, which is pure already. So you can see that even that even uh, Al Hajjawi is not yani, interested too much in that opinion, which is why he emphasizes the point he only prays once. Okay, so if you follow Sheikh, uh, Sheikh uh, if you follow the humbly position here, then you're doing it bit by bit, bit by bit, and you're praying once. What's the correct position? Sheikh Uthameen, he actually says in a very dismissive way, He goes that, and as for the most correct opinion, and the strongest opinion, then this, this, thing, this issue is not even, it shouldn't even be talked about. It has no basis in principle, because as far as we're concerned, water is of two types anyway. Pure purifying, okay, and najis. So there's no such thing as pure and purifying as two separate categories, they're both the same. Does that make sense here, yeah, based upon what we've studied so far? Very good. Okay then. And then the next uh, uh, point, which is very interesting, is the final paragraph of this particular chapter. When ishtaba, this is page 13 now, okay, of the notes. When ishtabahat thiyabun tahiratun bi najisatin aw bi muharramatin salla fi kulli thawbin salatin bi adadin najis aw muharram if pure garments now, now we move on to clothes, 
and doesn't belong here, by the way. And Sheikh Uthameen makes that point, that this is not the right place for us to talk about this. The only reason that the, 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 the author has included this here is because we're on the same issue, the same concept of pure and impure. Otherwise, clothing does not get involved in, the, in this area at all. If pure garments, thobes, thiab, are indiscernible from filthy garments, or indiscernible from an impermissible garment, and I'll explain that in a minute, then he prays in each garment the number of prayers equaling the filthy or impermissible garments, and then adds an extra prayer. Now, reading that first time, you're thinking, what on God's earth is going on there? All right, okay, so I'm going to explain. So, what's happening here? You have a guy, okay? You have a guy, and he has two thobes, okay? He has two thobes. They're both black, so you can't tell dirt or anything like that on it, okay? One is pure and clean, and the other one is just definite, and he knows it, okay? He knows that one of them is a 100% impure, has urine on it or whatever. And the other one is absolutely clean, pure. Is that clear? Okay. It's a condition to wear pure clothes for salah. Okay. He now, what does he do? According to the madhab, he has to pray what? How does he do this? What, what does he have to do according to the madhab? No, no. Go on. What, what, what does he have to do? He prays three prayers. He th- he prays three prayers. Okay. So what he would do then is that he would he would he would pray in each one of them. Okay, and then he would increase in one extra prayer. What do you think that does when you do that? It means you pray at least two prayers in, in a few moments. It, it ensures that you get one right prayer. How's that? Because you've done one with each prayer. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, it's a mistake. What's the point of the third prayer? <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless there's something missing that the third prayer, if he prays later, that he prays one in the no. afterwards. One prayer nullifies the other prayer. Therefore, the extra prayer is the one that's <laughs> Let me, let me read out to you what Sheikh Uthameen says. It says here, and then it's time to have some fun. So, an example of this issue. He says, there's a man, he has two thobes. One of them is 100% najis. And the, other, the second one is pure. <coughs> then he wants to wear both of them. Okay? But he's not sure which one is pure and which one is najis. So he prays, uh, he prays the number of, of times that he has a dirty thobe, a, a filthy thobe, and he increases in it a prayer. I haven't told you anything, by the way. I asked you, Yanni, what should he should do. I didn't, I didn't say the answer, did I? No, no, what did I say? 
Okay, that's the most important thing, right? I didn't say anything. And the confusion was caused by one of you guys who said three times, isn't it? Okay. As long as, we, as, long as we're making sure, yeah, who's, the, who's to blame for the confusion? It's not me, yeah? Okay? The text says, that, go back to the text, look. If the pure garments are indiscernible from filthy garments or an impermissible garment, then he prays in each garment the number of prayers equaling the filthy or impermissible garment and then adds an extra prayer. You know what it is? You know what it is? I think that that translation is messed up. I think that translation is messed up. Okay, you know what it is? Let's leave this translation because I think that translation just blown my mind. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let me. Let me. Let, let's forget the translation and let's just think about it. All right. If you think about it, you'll come to the answer a lot easier than the translation because I think that that translation needs to be worked on. All right. Um. Okay. So let's put the scenario out again. Clean thobe, dirty thobe. You don't know which one is which. Okay? We need to pray a prayer. How many prayers must we pray and how must we pray in this issue? Give me your answer. So if there was like one dirty thobe, do you pray uh, two because you add increased one? So if there's uh, 40 dirty thobes, do you pray 41 you add one? (laughs) (laughs) Correct and correct. That's correct and correct. But I think you blagged that one because I don't know how you got the right answer there, but that is correct and correct. So, can anyone now give the right answer, which is the same answer, but explain it? Okay, explain it, then I'll give you a chance. Go on. So, um, there's one dirty field, and uh, you got clean from, you don't know which is a dirty field. So, what you do is you pray. So, if you have 30 dirty fields, you pray 30 times because it says you pray the number of how many dirty prayers and then it says increase one so it's adding more so by adding one more what have you what, what, what's happened what have you done correct yeah by adding that one extra prayer in one of the thobes you have definitely prayed in a clean thobe does that make sense no okay so, you've got two thobes. It's Dhuhr time. One's filthy. It's easy, it's easy to do. Three thobes and four thobes. Okay. Three dirty thobes, four clean thobes. Okay, then you've got three dirty thobes and you've got four mm. clean thobes. You pray four times, changing a thobe every single time you pray, so you've guaranteed praying in one clean thobe. Which is the same as the one and one example. I don't know why I have to go to three <laughs> and four. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it works, from, it works at every angle. Did you understand that? Yes? If you have three dirty thobes and you have four clean ones, you will have to pray four times, okay, according to the madhab. Because by praying three times, you've definitely now taken all of the najas thobes out of the equation. By praying a fourth time, you've definitely at least prayed in one clean thobe. It's quite possible that you've prayed in a clean thobe each time, okay? But because you didn't know, you didn't know. So if you have two thobes, One dirty, one clean, okay? When you pray first time, you have no idea. Did I just pray in a dirty one or not? Let's assume that it wasn't, okay? You do now need to add another prayer. In the other thobe, of course, right? 
When you pray in the other thobe, you know that definitely one of your prayers was in a clean thobe. I mean, that's common sense, guys. Come on. Yeah? Now, I think this translation doesn't make that clear, does it? Let's read that again, So, because we've got to make sure we change that. If pure garments are indiscernible from filthy garments, yeah, or likewise with an impermissible garment, then he prays in each garment the number of prayers equaling... No, that's, that's, no. that's wrong. What should it be then? What should it be? Someone translate it for me so we can write it down. Uh, and that's you can write it down, yeah? Um, wh- how, how, what should we say? Someone suggest something because I've got a mind block here. Then he prays. Go on. Then he prays. In each garment, then he prays in each garment once. You see, the problem is the problem is is that if you if you if you if you try even in the Arabic actually, okay. Uh, so I'm not going to look at the English. I'm just going to translate it like off on the fly. Okay, so you know how dangerous that is. But anyway, okay. If a dirty thobe gets confused with an impure one or a haram one, he prays in each thobe a prayer, the number of which is the number of the dirty one or the haram one, and then he increases by one prayer. That's actually what the text says. So either we're not doing a very good job in terms of translating or whatever. The example in Arabic says that uh, he had a thirteen or thirteen Yeah. So is that is that what you just said there? Is that represented by the nos there? No. No, because that this nos would say sixty-one times. Yeah, if there was thir- if you if you had thirty thobes, yeah, if you had thirty dirty thobes and one pure one, and you don't know which one's which, okay, according so okay, let's take use that as an example. If you have thirty filthy thobes, najis thobes, and one clean one, according to the text, what would you do? Pray in every thobe a prayer, the number of the dirty thobes, so that's. 30 plus 1 31 hold on hold on 32 times according to this text 31 times each of the 31 yeah you pay 31 times each of the 31 let me, let, me, let me tell you what Sheikh Uthaymin says, okay? Uh, first of all, I think you understood the answer anyway. That's the more important. I mean, as long as you understand the answer, we're clear on the answer. What we're not clear is on why on earth is the text present the issue like it does. And we can go back and work on that. But Sheikh gives the example, and he goes that, that's where you got it, you blagger. Right, so he goes that if the guy has 30 thoughts, which are nejas, and a thobe which is pure. Okay, so it's 31 thobes. 30 impure 
and 31 pure, uh, 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 one pure. He prays how many times? 31 times. Is that, is that, it's common sense, yeah? He's going to pray all the ones of the just because he doesn't know. And then when he prays 31, he knows that 100% I've at least prayed in one clean thought. Yeah? That's clear, isn't it? Okay? Um, yeah. If he's got half a brain, the time that it's going to take for him to pray 30 prayers, he just washes the damn thing, yeah, and he'll be alright then, yeah? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I think, so, I think if you change it, someone made a comment on, on the thing, then if he prays <coughs> a different garment, the number of prayers equaling the filthy or impermissible garments, and then adds an extra prayer. So if you just change each to different, then he prays the number of the he, then he prays in a different garment the number of prayers equaling the filthy or impermissible garment and then acts an actual prayer. No, no. I think that what it needs to be translated as take each out and put the two in. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you're going to do. Take out the two from each. At the moment it says then he prays in each garment the number of prayers equal blah blah blah. Now put in the two. Then he prays in the two garments the number of prayers equaling the filthy and then adds an extra prayer. Did that not solve it? How do we know that there's two garments? Yeah, but, but, but we're not worried about anymore. We're worried about translating this specific one where it's only got two. Does that clarify it here? Huh? No, no, because we can't just change the whole tr- thingy. There's an Arabic there. If a pure thobe is confused of a dirty or haram one, yep. he prays in each thobe a prayer according to a number of dirty or unlawful ones and increases the prayer. But that's the same as what it says there. Yes, perfectly fine. But if you, if, you, if you follow that, if you yeah. say he prays in each thobe. You didn't say each. I didn't say each. Oh, what did you say? He prays in, yeah, in each thobe. Huh? But that's what it says. What is that? Then he prays. Then he prays in different garments. The number of prayers. Well, that's a random statement. Different garments. What does that mean? One of the garments. Then. No, no, no. I can say that in explaining. I can say in explaining. But how can we translate this statement? This Arabic statement. Literally translated, that means he prays in each thobe. He prays in each thobe, one prayer. Correct. Say that again, say that again. Then he prays in each thobe, one prayer. Then he prays in each garment, one prayer. No, but that that, 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 that means three. It does. The number of thirty one, thirty garments, plus one plus one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can stop talking? Yes. As long as he's praying. In each garment one time. Yes. We on that. Correct. That's what we know. Yeah. But how do we translate what he said? Mm-hmm. Salla fi kulli thawbin salatan. 
So there's two thobes, yes? There's two thobes. Salatan. Wazada salatan. How much is that? Six. <laughs> That's three. Do you understand the, the issue? Then he, prays, huh? then he prays one prayer in a different... No, no, no. Listen, guys. This is not about understanding the issue. We know what the answer is. Okay? This is about trying to work out the best translation. If you don't want to carry on this, we, I can do this by myself somehow and pull out my beard if you want. Yeah? Then he prays... Can you tell me as just filthy after each? Because that's all. Then he prays in... No, because the other prayer has to be in the other garment. No, in this case. Yes. 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 In the other garment. Yeah, so it's simple. Then he prays one prayer in each of the different garments, the number of prayers equaling the filthy or impermissible garments, and adds an extra prayer. That's three! It's, it's not... Then he prays one prayer in each of the in, in a different garment. The number of prayers equaling the filthy or impermissible. That's one. Yeah. And then adds an extra one. That's two prayers in the second garment. Yeah. Where did you say second garment? Don't you say second garment? Because you specified that he prays one prayer in each of the different garments. <coughs> I don't know what's happened here, but there's definitely a problem in the English which is caused, I've now understood fairly, by a problem in the Arabic. The Arabic is not very clear. Do you agree, Sheikh Abdul Ghafar? No, it's clear. The Arabic is clear. Sheikh is half dead. Look at him. Yeah, the guy's asleep. Yeah, this guy was there. I was there. And I was here. And I was flying. I think the Arabic is clear. You think the Arabic is clear? Yes. What? Okay, you tell me what the Arabic says. Salla, um, start from Salla, he prays. Go on. Okay, so he prays. So I'm going to translate, and you tell me if you're happy with my translation as you're speaking. He prays in every thawb, fi kulli thawbin, salatan. So he prays in every thawb, a prayer, the number of, naj- of najas. So that's one. We know one of them is najas. So pray in every thawb. The number of the najas. So that's two. Wazada salatan. That's three. So the text seems to indicate three. Yet we know that it's clearly two. Okay? We know, this. We know what the text wants to say. We are the ones that are not translating it well. That's the point. Yeah. Yes. In every new thought, Yep. We want the translation, not a book yet. <laughs> it was the correct translation. It was a one sentence. It was a damn long, fine sentence, mashallah. Yeah? Okay. Huh? Okay, Shazan says what I said is right. So, I mean, you know, what can we, what can we do? I, will, I, I have to try work on the English there, inshallah, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that um, somehow. Anyway, um, and according to Sheikh Uthameen, 
he says you're having a laugh on, yeah? He goes, yani, if there's 50 thobes or there's whatever thobe or whatever, he goes that you're going to make a decision on it, make a judgment call and you pray on it. You pray that prayer with the thobe you've chosen and you do not repeat that prayer. This is what the Sheikh Uthameen's position is. This is my position. This is my teacher's position. And it's a position of the majority of the scholars as well. Sheikh Uthameen puts an interesting discussion forward for this. Listen to what he says. He goes that... Um, فإن فإن قلت ألا يحتمل مع مع تحري أن يصلي بثوب نجاسة؟ Is it not possible here then that if you have a you make a decision, you make a judgment call, and you end up praying in najis? That's what Sheikh Uthamin says. Sheikh Uthamin says, of course, bala. He goes, of course it is. He goes, but then that's that's يعني the that's all he can do. That's the يعني what what else can he do other than that? Other than make a judgment call? You're going to tell someone to repeat prayer, prayer, prayer. Allah subhanahu wa taala only has obligated one prayer from each person. He doesn't want two prayers and five prayers and ten prayers from each person. Only a single prayer. And he goes according to the madhab. Okay, according to the madhab, what do they want you to do? They want you to pray and then and then repeat the prayer. So he goes that for example, if a man was in a desert, the Sahara. And he doesn't have any clothes other than a dirty najis thobe. The madhab itself says that he prays in that najis thobe, even if it's for a month. And then he, when he returns home, then he repeats that entire month's prayers because he prayed in the najis thobe. That's according to the uh, uh, according to the madhab. And and he has to pray in that uh, thobe. According to the madhab, in that dirty thobe, because when the time of the prayer comes, he's obligated obligated to pray that prayer by any means, and so that's why they say pray in that najis thobe. It doesn't matter, but you will repeat it. Sheikh Uthamin says this is weak. that he will pray in that scenario in that desert, and he doesn't need to repeat that prayer because what else was he going to do? What else was he going to do? And he also said, he also said. وَقَالُوا وَهُمْ رَحْمُهُمُ اللَّهِ Talking about the Hanabila, he goes that they even contradict themselves. They even said that if when you are praying the Salatul Khawf, which is the prayer of fear during war, and you have a weapon, which is you're allowed to hold your weapon in the prayer, or you have to actually hold the prayer, hold the weapon in the prayer, and the weapon is najis, and it's not permissible to pray whilst holding najis, by the way, okay? He does not need to repeat his prayer according to the Hanbalis because this is darura. So Sheikh Uthameen says, well hold on, if this is darura, then what about the other one? If that is that not darura as well? Of course it's darura. And so therefore, according to us, regardless of all these, yani 50 dirty thobes, one dirty thobe, whatever, whatnot, he makes a judgment call and he goes with the one that he uh, uh, thinks is best. Now that's the najis one. What is, now, now swap the najis for haram, okay? For haram thought. So halal and haram. Now we're not looking at purity, we're looking at permissibility now. So you've now bought your thobe with your own money, that's the halal one. You have a haram one as well. The haram one is one that you've stolen from someone, for example. Or someone gives to you and you know it's stolen, which is slightly unethical, yani, but you know, that's how it goes. So um, so in this scenario, exactly the same, right? Um, the other example is, and permissible doesn't just mean in buying, permissible means intrinsically. So you have uh, a 10 silk thobes, but artificial silk, okay? And you have one, uh, sorry, the other way around, big part. You have 10 pure silk thobes, and you have one artificial. 
So you need to pray how many times for this prayer according to the Hanbalis? 11 times. I said 10 pure silk folds and one artificial silk. First of all, it is haram to wear a, a, a silk. Okay? Now, according, now, of course, there's a side point here. All right? There are a number of scholars that said that, um, a number of scholars, and in the Hanbali Madhab itself, there's, there's a position, it's a qawl, it's a narration from the Madhab, that to pray in impermissible clothes invalidates the prayer as well. I mean, my own personal opinion is that it doesn't, but we're going to come to that in like about maybe 14 or 15 years' time, definitely, yeah? When we get to Kitab Salah. <laughs> right? So, but according to some of these Hanabila, right, they said that you pray in the dead in a, in a, in a haram thawb, your prayer is invalidated as well. Okay? Your prayer is invalidated. So, assuming that argument, you have these 10 silk thobes, so which is haram to wear and invalidating your prayer, and you've got one artificial silk. Artificial silk is permissible, okay? According to the majority of scholars, because it's not the real silk, which is haram for a man to wear. How many times do you need to pray? 11. Because you know that by praying 11 times, you've definitely at least prayed in that pure one. In the, in the not pure one, in the halal silk one. Does that make sense to everybody? Same if that thobes were nicked. One, uh, ten were nicked thobes. <laughs> Imagine, you can't trust anyone these days. Allah, yani. Ten thobes are nicked, and one is yani, your own haqqi halal thobe, yani, then you have to pray 11 times. And that, dear brothers and sisters, is the chapter of water. And what we'll do, because we should now do a recap on some. Who, who saw the video that I put up on Facebook today? Anyone? Huh? Just a couple people? Okay. Um, I put up a, a video just to give you an indication that a lot of people have been feeling very detached maybe from this class or from what we've been studying over the last couple of months. Najis water, dirty water, why would you even think about that? So I put up a, a video of a trip that I went on a couple of years back and um, showing the kind of water that people use and drink and make wudu from. So it's on the Facebook page there. And it's, um, or if you want to find it yourself, it's... Uh, um, you just type, type in like uh, Niger, uh, Niger Abu Isa or something like that, I don't know. And you'll find this video, water. You'd have to put water because there's lots of different videos about Niger, but water. Now, uh, I want to, so I want to, I want to touch on that and I want to sum up all the issues that you have with water. Because I pretty much think that there's nothing left now to do with water. And if there is, then that's messed up, man. If we spent three months on water and we haven't, yeah, any covered. But obviously priorities first, we have to, deal with the, the uh, much bigger issue um, because we still haven't dealt with Najasa. Obviously last week there was a very well presented and very thoughtful presentation that the international symbol for Najasa should be the Apple symbol. But obviously this situation is fluid. Okay? Situation is fluid and although we are very very grateful for this Yani presentation, okay, so when certain events happen, we have to rethink our we have to rethink our positions. Allah Oh nice. Nice. You see, I want you to know that what happened last week is that I was given this folded like this. Just look how this has been given to me, okay? Alright? I was given this with a chocolate bar and it said, Here's the gift. Now take the position. And I was so happy to take it. 
So I know what it's going to say in this because I don't even know what box of chocolates is dying, right? <laughs> Which means that someone's very desperate for this to be accepted. Shall we give it any time of day? Does it, does it, damn, there's a lot of chocolate there. There's nowhere, better, there's nowhere I'm sharing that, by the way. If you're, thinking, if you're waiting for that, you're having a laugh, mate, right? I shared my chocolate last time, I don't know, and the week before, and the week before. Right. Okay. Okay. So... This is a very... No, 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 don't, don't bite the gun. Don't bite the gun. Don't jump the gun. Right, this is the letter. Okay? Interesting. Here we go. Dear Ustad Abu Isa, the Apple logo as an international symbol of Najasa? Question mark, question mark, question mark of incredulity. Yani, yani, what? Okay. Number one. The technical definition of Najasa taught by you and given by Sheikh Uthameen... Rahmatullah is everything which is impermissible to handle. How many students in front of you right now have in their pockets or in their hands iPhones with this symbol on it? So how can we have a symbol of Najasa that is displayed on phones handled by many millions of Muslims on a daily basis? This is an argument of Umum al-Balwa, meaning that the fitna has spread such, such a wide yani that it's now too difficult to bring it back in. I like it. Usul argument. This is usul yani, not yani faqih usul argument. Alright. Number two. Although not part of the technical definition, we would generally accept and expect najasa to be disgusting. And thus the symbol to reflect this, yani, should be clear. Whatever you think about the technical features of their products, there is a wealth of evidence to suggest that Apple's flagship products of the iPhone and iPad are objects of beauty. Look, feel, touchscreen technology, they are certainly not disgusting. I think this is a good argument so far. Okay, I'm giving that tick as well. Number three, the Apple is obviously a symbol of a food. And the icon is instantly recognizable as an apple with a bite taken out of it. Food is a rahmah from Allah. <laughs> The Prophet never criticized food. <laughs> it is thus not befitting to use any food icon as a symbol of najasa. I think that's a big tick, that. That's a big tick. Finally, four. Most, if not all, of the arguments we heard last week were technical. And beyond the knowledge and expertise of most people, the argument supporting a najasa symbol must be easily understood by the average man or woman on the street. Again, echoing Sheikh Uthameen's arguments about the water and about it being yani, simple. Remember we said that? Tahir and Tahur. Yani, how can we have a person having to try and work out which one is which? It needs to be recognizable by the people on the street. So therefore, how can it be then an international symbol? A case, the case for the defense rests. Shazad, I mean, P.S. I have a Blackberry. P.P.S. <laughs> the chocolates are for last night. Even I felt sorry for the Lal Shiyateen. Okay, okay. Alright. I have to say that I accept that as a defense. Yeah, and as the judge of this kangaroo court. Okay. I have to say that's a pretty good defense of Apple, I'm afraid, bro. Now, I suggest to you, Naveed, Naveed, yes? Let me just check, Yani. Yes, Naveed. See, I remember your name. Brother, chocolate does amazing things to my memory, you know that, yeah? I suggest, Naveed, that you launch a counterclaim. 
And I also suggest that a counterclaim to be of weight. Yanni, you know. It's the way the legal system works, Yanni. You know what I'm saying? I don't make it up. It just happens, brother. So, at the moment, I think we are... And actually, this is very good timing. Because some brothers, they said they were very upset. I mean, this is a very serious matter, by the way. You know that today someone actually called the police. They called the police. When he gave the red card, there's somebody in Plonker in Nottingham who was so shocked that he's having a heart attack. He goes, this is a crime. He called 999. He calls the police. He calls... <laughs> Arrest Arrest the referee for giving a red card. Guess made the police went round. They said, "What the hell is this?" The guy goes, "I'm serious." They were about to do him. He goes, "No, no, seriously." They said to him, "You can't do that." Actually, it was a very serious scenario. He apologized. He goes, "I, I, I took it too seriously, and whatever, whatnot." <laughs> the Labanda, he thought that agreed. So, I need to put the record straight because there's too much yani nonsense going around at the moment. Number one, it was definitely a red card. Okay. It was definitely a red card And subhanAllah Subhanallah The more you watch that video The more you know Let me just tell you just two things I'll just put two things for my, for my evidence uh, For my case First of all There's no doubt It was not intentional from the beginning He's not looking at the ball He's bringing it down And also what Gary Neville, Gary Neville said Which is very important He does that all the time Okay, he does it as his standard way. He takes the ball down high like that all the time. That Turkish referee wouldn't have known that at all, right? So he takes the ball like that and he's not looking at it. He's not looking at it at the guy. He's looking at the ball, not looking at the guy. Then he turns around and looks at Arbaloa right at the moment of impact. So at that point of impact, you go down, you stop, you do whatever. What does he do? You saw his foot? He kicked out. It's clear. He clearly kicked out. Once he saw that Arbaloa had come in, he kicked out. And the guy obviously blags it, goes on like he's been, you know, he's been killed or something, yeah? It completely missed his chest anyway, went underneath his arm. But the point is that Nani kicked out, number one. Number two, watch that video because I've watched it about 30 times, okay? Why do I, what does Nani do? Falls on the floor like he's died. There was no contact, no reason, no whatever. And whenever someone goes down feigning injury... It's immediate sign of guilt. Immediate sign of guilt that, yeah, I've got to make it out. Like, remember Gaza? Who remembers Gaza in, in for Tottenham in the, uh, was it FA Cup semi-final? We were talking about 15, 20 years ago. <coughs> FA Cup, whatever, whatnot. He went in on the guy hardcore and he broke his own leg or something. I'll try to blag it anyway. He got sent off as well. Anyway. So what am I arguing for? Yeah, Nani's red card, definitely. Number one. Joseph Mourinho. Yeah, he wants the United job, no doubt, but he's definitely not going to get it. David Moyes, inshallah. All right? Yeah, David Moyes. Mark, Mark, just remember I said that, yeah? When we're doing this class, however many years, time, David Moyes. Number three, what's the third point? They did play better. Of course they played better. How can, how can, how can you say that Real Madrid didn't play better? Yeah, after 10 minutes. After 10? Yeah, after 10. They won the game. Listen. Listen to what Phelan said. Phelan said, the best, uh, they won the game. How can he, it was clear, they destroyed them. They were on attack all the way. Every time Ronaldo touched the, touched the ball, we're having a heart attack. Every time Yani Uzil goes into the box, we're having a heart attack. Are you kidding me? We didn't even score. It was an own goal. Yeah? It was, and, 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 so, no. Marino took in Bakwas, yeah? And it was a very good game. I enjoyed the game. 
I'm not ha- I'm upset at all. Okay? I'm very happy that I got bu- uh, chocolates for my lack of upsetness. Yeah? And I reject calls by brothers that are saying that our Turkish brother, Jazallah khair, hafizahullah ta'ala wa ra'a, may Allah preserve him, Muslim brother, mashallah, that his shirt should be used as the international symbol for Najasa. I reject it outright as an as a honest equitable Man United fan I think that what, what happened last night was rough that, but Nani's done it before and he has that, imp- that petulant attitude and he is to blame for this loss Nani and uh, Giggs was amazing Welbeck was amazing what else do you want to know about? Rafael yeah? who? Rafael Rafael was rubbish man forget Rafael and, 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 and what else happened? and Roy Keane by the way, even though Roy Keane, did, even though Roy Keane, yeah, he's chatting. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Roy Keane's just a chatter. Yeah, he's just talking rubbish. He lives around the corner, just around here. He's a chatter. Someone go around there and give him a slap. Yeah, and he's just trying to take media attention for it. Are we done with that? Okay, good. Khalas. Is there anyone who disagrees? No one? Very good. Okay, then. Ah, it's good. This is good. Kasmi, why aren't you guys looking for the, the positives? We will now definitely win the league. We will now maybe... Uh, inshallah win the FA Cup and we can now enjoy our lessons yeah, I'm stressed out every Wednesday thinking yeah, that United are playing United are playing or whatever whatnot. Take care. I think it's time now alright time no no not time yeah it is time but what I want to do is I want to uh, open up for any questions with respect to this entire chapter on water okay let me ask a question for those who saw the, 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 the who saw the video if you saw the video what do you think about that water that I went up to and I said, look at the feces and look at the flies. And, I, and I, I showed you the ladies that were taking the water and filtering it with the cloth. Who saw that water? Put your hands up clear so that I can see. About five or maybe five people, six people. Anyone online even, okay? Anyone who saw that video, what do you think about the ruling of that water? That water. For those who didn't see it, it's a watering hole, probably maybe 10 centimeter, 10, uh, 10, 20 meters square, 10, 20 by 10, it's quite big, okay, probably the size of this room, okay, this whole hall. It was completely brown, completely brown. The animals were drinking from it, mostly uh, donkeys, asses, yeah, that's it. They didn't, couldn't afford horses or anything like that there. <coughs> there was dung all over the place, touching the water as well. Flies over the entire surface as well. It was completely brown. As far as we knew, and importantly, do we need to know even? Uh, no one had used it to defecate in from a human being or urinate in. It wasn't deep, but it was considered to be a large amount of water. What do you think the status of that water is after studying this entire chapter? The answer to this question is, if you answer it correctly, you have understood the entire chapter with respect to how we approach water. Not necessarily the humbly uh, spoken position, but the way that Sheikh Uthameen and the majority of the scholars understands water. Dirty. Excellent. That's a very good conclusion for the... You're right. There's no doubt about that. It is dirty. I want to hear some statements in your answer. I want you to link it back to statements that you've studied in this class. In your answer. Go for it. I'd say that it's pure. It's pure. 
Yeah, and they can they can use it to purify. They can use it to purify themselves, make wudu with it. Yeah, the change of color is only due to the surface of what's under that anyway. The change of color to brown is only due to the what? The the mud. The mud, and the mud is pure itself. Is pure itself, and we know that when you mix pure with pure, then that doesn't matter. Too difficult to remove. Yeah, well. Too difficult to remove. It's not practical. It's mud is the quantity. mud water is everywhere. It's a large quantity, but all of it was brown, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It doesn't matter for mud water, but large quantity can't come into play because all of it had changed. Remember, the issue of large quantity only comes into play because you're assuming that there's such a large quantity that any change is minimal. But if the entire large quantity has changed and is something else, then it's just a large quantity of najis. No, but here it's not applicable. But I mean by, by extension, because you said there was najis around it. Okay, so good. Oh, did, did I say there was najis? You said there was excrement from feces. Right, carry donkeys, on. Donkeys, but donkeys are... Okay, okay. So let's accept that we're saying donkeys are okay to eat. Very good, very good. Let's assume that we are saying that donkeys are allowed to eat. For the excrement, there's no problem. For them, then the excrement is no problem. Here's a very interesting point. Our position, and we're going to come to this, is that the animals that are permissible to eat, their urine and their excrement is itself pure. Based upon the Hadith Bukhari, the Hadith of the camel and its urine being used as a medicine. And Qiyas upon this, Qiyas, an analogy from this, meaning that all permissible animals and their dung is allowed. According to Imam Shawkani, every animal and its urine and, and thingy uh, and its dung is, is pure. But certainly the animals that we use. And uh, we discussed that in depth, yeah, and they're making all our you know sota and all that kind of stuff. Huh? No uh, uh, dog feces. Um as far as I know, the exception is for dogs. I mean, there's ijma'ah that there's exception for dog and pig saliva. And I can't remember what they said about its feces and urine other than common sense, which is to make the ass upon its saliva. But I don't want to make jism upon that. I, I would assume. But I can't say for certain. I haven't checked it. So, carry on. This is very, very good. Nasir, well done. Yeah. Drinking? Happy with that? Yeah, it's pure, it's pure and purifying. Do you want to add a point? I would say that just for the the, the, the bit that they drink, they should ensure there's no physical Why? Like lumps Why? Anything. Why? Because they could drink it. And to what? But we said that if it's possible to remove any the thing solid, uh-huh. then you should remove that before using it. What if it's not nejis? No. Is it permissible to eat mud, Nasir? If it's, you just grab a load of mud and shove it in your mouth then. Is it permissible? No. Yes, it is. Of course it is. You don't have children yet, but when you realize that, <laughs> otherwise you'd be part making everything haram for the kids. That's all they do, eat mud. Let them in the garden. <laughs> true or true? This is what they do, you know? Then how much mud, look at this guy, you know? How much mud did this guy eat? Why was he eating mud for, by the way? <laughs> because he was playing football. Right. So, so yeah. So the point I want to make is that there's a statement that I still haven't heard. That's it's too difficult for a normal person. Okay, that's fine. I'm happy to go along with that. But like I said, you don't need to remove the mud from the water. Yeah. But what is the statement we'll make about the water for use for drinking? 
Okay, Sheikh Uthameen mentioned clearly that just because something is permissible to use for wudu doesn't mean that it's good to drink because what is diseased and unhealthy is not a problem to use for wudu if it's pure. Do you understand that point? Something can be good enough to make wudu with, but to drink it might cause a disease. And therefore we wouldn't allow it to be drunk if we know that it has certain uh, bacteriobes or uh, b- bacteriobes, microbes. Well, yep. you, would, you would remove that in the case that they have no other water, like in the video, they had no other source of water. Okay, let's just, just yeah, okay. I mean, you say I don't want to bring in darura because once you start bringing in necessity, then it just denotes all the fiqh. Yani, I don't want to go to fatwa. Let's stick to the fiqh. So I think pretty much you covered it all. Yes? So that's like an application there of 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 that in, in there. You see that in that one example you can start to utilize virtually every week of study that we did. Okay? Umum al Balwa came into it, the needs of the people, reality of mud, reality of change, reality that Najas is one thing very clearly and the rest is all just water. These are all parts of the, the things that we've covered in this uh, in this study. Yeah. Now principle that we hear in fiqh over and over again is the of the people. Yeah. For example, we would never consider that like Pure purifying water. We wouldn't. We would never consider it to be clean water. Yes, we would not consider it to be clean water. But as we said before, Sharia is a big difference between Sharia and 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 reality or practical life. Uh, clean water is what we consider to be white and translucent and and. Uh, drinkable, uh, drinking nicely and whatever. Whereas clean water, according to uh, Sharia, it can have mud in it, it's clean. A person is soaked in mud and he can pray in it, no problem. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? And Rasul said in the early days, uh, he made the sajda and when he came out from sajda, all mud and water running down his face in salah, in the taraweeh of the Ramadan, in Laytul Qadr. So, uh, I'm saying that there's a big difference there. And also, as we said before, wudu itself is not a cleansing process. It's a spiritually cleansing process. <coughs> Only if you use soap and so on. Yeah? So let me just check out a few random points. Um, can you make wudu with Coca-Cola? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. no. Huh? no. no. Why not? Because it's not water. But there's only two types of water. It's either nedges water or pure and purifying. So what are you trying to put it? Which category is it? Good. It's just not water. It's just something else. Very good. Okay. Um, huh? Okay, good. Fizzy water. Sparkling water. It's just carbohydrate. It just looks clear. That's all. It's just carbohydrate. It's what? It's, it's carbohydrate. What? It's carbohydrate drink. Carbohydrate. Yeah. It's just carbonated water. You saying? No, it says a carbonated drink. It's the same as Coke. Interesting. This is very taste. Okay. The taste has changed. Okay. Here we go. So, so we're hearing now that the taste has changed. The taste has changed. Correct. The shakal 
Has it changed? Yes. No. No. Where has it changed? Only if you shake it. What if you leave it like that, like that as it is? There are still some small bubbles, but pretty much you wouldn't be able to... If you left it like as it was, you wouldn't see any difference. Smell, slight difference in smell. You can smell that, whatever that smell is. Yeah? In my opinion, yeah. It, I mean, this is a matter of which they had. I, I think in my opinion, it's permissible to use. Because until someone calls that soda, or calls it lemonade, or calls it something else... It's still fizzy water. It's water with a pure substance in it. Okay? Let me make it more let me make it more graphic to you so that you see it on a on a thingy basis. You're running a bath at home. You stick in bubbly, Mr. Bubbly or whatever he's called. What's he called? That sailor. Mr. Bubbly. Yeah. Okay. Stick it in, whatever. What happens then? You're using that now, you wash yourself, whatever, and you make wudu from it and out. That's all bubbles and all God knows what. What's the ruling? It's not spiritually cleansing. Because? Is it still water? Why is it not? What, what is it then? Okay. So what, have, so what we've mixed to it, what has it done to it? Has it contaminated it? It's changed its status to what though? The, the smell. The smell's changed, the colour's changed, the look has changed. But what has it changed it to? No, what is Now, foam. If you did just the foam in top parts, that's a disaster of course. Yeah? So we're not talking about just doing the foam part. I'm talking about using some of the water. Now, anyone who's had a proper bath, yeah? Have you ever guys had a proper bath before? <laughs> <laughs> you know that when you put your hand into the water it's proper water it's proper water okay what you do know that it's it's so emulsified that when you rub it on your hands it's very oily the question is is it oily to the extent that it blocks the water or is it so oily surfactant emulsified oily that it's actually making your hand very very wet definitely the second it's definitely still water. Until someone says to me that it's a new substance, and this is what we covered in detail, you know, in the chapter of Tahir, yeah? Until it turns into another substance, until I still think that it's connected to water, that is water. The best example I can give you is rose water. When it goes too far, what do we call it? Rose concentrate. Okay? We call it concentrate. Because it's now left water completely. But if you were to smell rose concentrate and smell rose water, there's not that much difference in smell. Okay? One's hardcore gone, and the other one is changed significantly, but still water. So this is our position with respect to using that. Anyway, if these are matters of doubt, and they are, because they are, because according to the Hanbalis, you can't use that, uh, because it's uh, pure, with a pure thing mixed with pure water then we would stay away from it out of ihtiyat. But I'm saying that push comes to shove, this is acceptable. Any other kind of crazy questions out there? Yeah. There's a question online. Yeah. Um, Yusuf, she asked, Ustad mentioned that when we do in a tap, uh, that when we do wudu uh, using a tap, and we change the temperature of water, uh, we have to start making wudu from the beginning. 
what about the temperature of the water changes itself and we just adjust it so uh, I want it to be hot or cold do we have to start from the beginning okay I never said that that's what I was going to say yeah yeah that's very important right I never ever said anywhere that if you're making wudu from a tap and the temperature changes you have to make wudu from the beginning again I never said that at all or never even half said that yeah Yani, there's no changing whatever. The only thing I said with respect to temperature from a tap is that I said be careful of not making wudu with very, very cold water, especially considering that there are many ahadith that praise making wudu with cold water because it's more difficult to. But neither should it be so cold or so hot that you start to go, you know, like this kind of thing. <laughs> right? And you're not washing and you're increasing the likelihood that you're leaving... Uh, gaps Yes That's what I said So nothing to do with Beginning again Or starting again Just make sure that Whatever water you're using It's something that's going to Make sure you definitely Wash properly Any other questions Any other Thing online Anything that uh, Any other scenarios Just to combine The whole water thing Yeah um, From the tap Sometimes The water's a little cloudy Because it's come out Of the Yeah. What do you think The water coming out From the boiler Alright We don't get this issue Much here but you go up uh, uh, south, south. I don't know where the water is really hard, all right. And you have to start putting various things into your boiler to, to, to help it out and make it softer. The water comes out of the boiler cloudy. Yeah, you know hot water. You've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. And when you turn hot water and it all comes out cloudy, you think what the hell is that? Yeah. And then you increase it, and then it goes better. Or you turn it to cold, it goes better. What do you think? No problem. Why? Because it's water and it's flowing water, but it's water. And if you let it settle, it's going to go clear anyway. And if you let it, if you, if you, correct, if you just let it gather, it's going to settle anyway. And further, further, water is always pure and purifying, but further, whatever it's mixed with, it's something pure anyway. It's something pure anyway, and it's not, yeah, and you take, take it, whenever that comes out of the. It's not like, like it's not blood, is it? Unless it's a horror film. Yeah? It's still water that's coming out. Anything else? Any other questions? Are we good then? So now I need to prepare a new set of notes. So inshallah keep it look on your eye on your on your eye on your emails to your emails. And this week now I know I said last week that I was gonna go into the forums, but that's because I thought that we were gonna finish water last week, because obviously I was completely bonged out of my head, yeah, I didn't realise. But now that we have and water's finished then inshallah I will jump on and answer any remaining issues this week or meaning in the next 6-7 days and I will also work on a new set of notes for uh, vessels which is the next uh, important part it's very very important uh, next chapter my dad you know I'll tell you how important it is we don't know how important it is but my dad if some Hindu cooks something here he will not he will not eat out, out of their dish at all when our Hindu neighbors used to bring even like sweets over, even uh, uh, yeah, our Hindu neighbors were vegetarian, <laughs> like hardcore vegetarian. So their stuff's more cleaner than ours, yeah. They wouldn't use any animal fat whatsoever. But when they used to bring matai over, my dad would just go get that thing away from me. Yeah, this is a super clean plate washed in super high temperature in a dishwasher from a house, yeah, which is not even eating meat, Aslan. Just because they're Hindu, yeah? So this is an emotional issue. There's some facts out there that need to be clarified. 
So there's a lot of rulings that I'm sure you'll find very interesting. That's us next week, inshallah. Wa jazakumullahu khaira. I can't believe I forgot. Listen, uh, next, uh, I had a whole load of books at home that I needed to give out. Someone has to remind me to bring them. Sisters first, please, and then the brothers. Wa jazakumullahu khaira. Wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.